0: Pretty matchy, matchy.
1: One of the things I want to talk about is things about movie things.
0: Yes. Oh, good. Because that's why I've brought you here today. Let's see now. Okay, even just that, I was peeking, so I need to come down a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Are we ready to jump in on major league? Let's do it. I'm bummed because it was like it's been a bit. It's been a minute since I actually watched it. Yes. Since we've postponed so yes. <laughs> many times. Yes. Um. But I feel like it's very, very fresh in my mind. Hello and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian hit a home run through the 80s movies we think we love or might have missed with these, our grown up eyes to see uh, how they held up. Did they hold up? Are they (laughs) any good at all uh, here in the year 2022? And uh, today we are talking about Major League. or Is it Major League or is it Major League Baseball?
1: Major League Baseball.
0: Okay, we're talking about Major League Baseball. Not the thing itself. The movie selection from 1989.
1: Oh, no, it's Major League.
0: It's just Major League? Yeah. Okay. Major League, a movie selection from 1989.
1: Here's the pitch. Going! Going! Going!
0: Oh, no. Not the damn song
1: again. Look out in the cheap seats. The funniest team in baseball is back for their best season ever. All the way. Oh, way! Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn. What was that last pitch you threw me? Oh, called the Eliminator. Jay Taylor. There's a rookie in camp I'm going to need your help with. What exactly is his problem? Roger Dorn. Come on, Roger. Take one for the team. (laughs) Willie Mays Hayes. And he's out by an eyelash at third. Boy, we never seem to get the close ones. Pedro Serrano. Serrano killed baseball. Making their debuts this season, Jack Parkman, Kamikaze Tanaka, Rube Baker. I bet you're wondering why they call me Rube. No, I got a pretty good idea how that happened. This is a for the sequel.
0: Yeah, this isn't right. Who are those people?
1: (laughs) Those are Major League Baseball. Major League Two. two? Oh, Uh
0: shit. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. This might be it.
1: Harry Doyle here welcoming all of you to another season of Indians baseball. Here's a list of players we'll be inviting to camp. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. We'd love for you to come to spring training for a shot at this year's club. By the way, you were with me last night. Who's this chick on top of me? We'd still like to take a look at you at our spring camp. Not sure I can make it by then. Who is that? Serrano. What's his religion? Right. Voodoo. Hey! Willie Mays Hayes in. Play like Mays,
0: and I run like Hayes.
1: How you doing? What the hell league you been playing in? California penal. Don't you have any proven Major League talent?
0: Now I want to put together a team that'll help us relocate
1: to Miami. You want us to lose? We've been losing. What I want is for us to finish dead last. This year, the Cleveland Indians have a multi-talented team. A first offering, just a bit outside. They're masters of the sacrifice. He's looking to sacrifice a live chicken. One old chicken, just like you said. The double play. Excuse me. I have a much better body than she does. Thanks for me, she really does. And the pick-off. Every time we win. We peel a section. Yeah! <laughs> Tom Berenger. Super Runner's stuck. Use your imagination. Charlie Sheep. These things make me look
0: ridiculous. Seeing's the most important thing, son. I don't think it's that important. Corbin Burnson
1: and Bob Uecker. Hey, with swings and crushes one towards South America. Major League. That ball wouldn't have been out of a lot of parks. Name one. Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the ending of that trailer is kind of weird, where they're all just like, they're sitting around a table at a bar, and it just trails off with them like laughing, like kind of genuinely at each (laughs) other. Isn't that sort of Mm -hmm. odd? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. uh, I'm Chrissy Linz, improviser, director of the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. And with me is filmmaker Nathan Blackwell.
1: Hi there. Glad to be here. Or am I?
0: Filmmaker and <laughs> and professor and and teacher of child adults.
1: <laughs> college students,
0: yes, child adults, right? That's what they're,
1: yeah, I've been teaching uh, during Covid times, I've been teaching uh, one class a semester at uh, at Glendale Community College's film department.
0: Wonderful. Um, okay. Major League. So I know I've seen this movie before, but it's one of those ones where I definitely have not or did not like sit down and watch it from like start to finish. Yeah. I've just seen all the pieces of it.
1: Yeah. There, there's a lot of pop culture clips in here, you know, of yeah. uh, moments. I yeah, I don't know if I've ever purposefully watched the movie but it was like on tv and cut sections of it you know i don't i think this may have been the first time that i've seen it all the way through
0: i it was definitely the first time i've seen it all the way through and and not and you know i believe maybe the tv cut was different or shorter Mm. but maybe not anyway this was familiar yet new to me. Um, and so I have a question. Do you know anything about the song that plays at the beginning? So this is our second baseball movie uh, with a, just a little Supergirl sneaking in between. Uh, we, we did the natural and it, that had the Randy Newman soundtrack, which was uh, guest Josh Castleman's Deep Cut recommendation. Right. What the hell was the song in this one?
1: It it definitely sounded like a Randy Newman esque homage. I don't think it was though. You know? I don't
0: think it was either. Like I I I maybe someone who has better Google skills than me uh can figure it out. But it sounded like yeah, an interpretation of <laughs> <laughs> of uh, what Randy Newman's like soundtrack. But it's all about like Cleveland. And how sad it is?
1: Yeah. I You know, it's for such a um, broad movie. It starts pretty realistic. It starts pretty. I liked the opening. I liked how it set Cleveland because, I mean, it, in my mind, I don't have the strongest visual image of Cleveland. I've only kind of like passed through there. And so it was nice to get an idea of how you know of the people of cleveland uh, how they viewed their baseball team how you know for people who don't know how uh, down their luck was for their their team you know and just kind of setting the stage and expectations i'm not even sure if they shot the movie in cleveland uh, I'd, I'd hope that they did but um because we really don't get you know much of cleveland after that except for just the fans and kind of cutting back to some of the people we see in the beginning. Um, But yeah, the, the music um, did kind of seem Randy Newman esque.
0: It was Randy Newman. It's called burn on
1: (laughs) Randy Newman doing his best. Randy Newman.
0: Yeah. So there's a nice connection between these two movies. Uh, So they are. So the team that we're looking at is the Cleveland Indians. And we really get, just a smorgasbord of all of the Of all the things that are now inappropriate about the Cleveland Indians being their mascot, Mm -hmm. whatsoever, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, the racist depictions and the people with the, you know, the headdresses and Mm -hmm. which they didn't know was racist then. They didn't Uh, know it wasn't okay. Guess what? It's not okay. Mm So,
1: yeah. And the Cleveland Indians have since uh, been renamed the Cleveland Guardians
0: and yay okay so the so we start with the wife uh a divorced wife um or does he he's either dead or they're divorced is he dead dead
1: i don't know yeah this is proto ted lasso the the which story is, which yeah. is gonna
0: be my deep cut recommendation don't <laughs> steal it
1: it's not that deep
0: it's not that deep it's very very surface level uh so but she is like a she is a bitch on wheels uh she is so 80s she has fabulous hair she has shoulder pads for days she is like i would compare her in um in vibe to serena or selena from supergirl like she is that 80s bitch on wheels that we loved to love and hate um and at the beginning she has two hot buff silent like nordic men who follow her around who are like security guards.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah she has she has she has arm candy she
0: does and i i love her like so one of the <laughs> see that tiny adjustment do you see like how much it popped me this mm-hmm. microphone it's just like it ha- it pretends to have this little dial that mm-hmm. is going to give me all these options of volume. But it's like it's like that shower dial in the shower where it's right. like
1: uh, it, uh, it, uh, 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 No, no, uh, I'm
0: burning uh, my flesh uh, off. Yeah. Um so just like in Ted Lasso she confides right away in um the team manager that she wants to tank the team so that she can move To Miami, and it's almost like scene for scene, uh, you know Ted Lasso. For that, she wants to move the team. Can't believe they ripped
1: off Ted Lasso.
0: Yeah, she doesn't want the team. She wants to move the team to Miami and and get out of their contract and get out of Cleveland and go to Miami, um, which sounds much better. Like Miami wants to build them a new stadium. Miami wants them there, and Cleveland is not giving them any resources. So, couldn't she have just like Asked, you know, like to me, I understand that it's the fundamental assumption of this movie that what she's doing is bad and wrong and that moving the team to Miami would be a mistake. But I don't think so. I think that she should have been allowed (laughs) to move the team to Miami. Well,
1: we're supposed to dislike her because she doesn't really care about the team. She doesn't really care about baseball. She just wants to move. Yeah,
0: because you know. she's the owner of the team. And like uh, somebody around here has to have it's it's like, you know, the invisible hand of self-interest. Some someone around here has to be like, well, this is not great. And you know, what would be great. Cleveland, like or not oh. Cleveland, Miami. And if she had just told the team, although like then they would have been cheating. Right. By oh, yeah. Lose. Yeah. If
1: they're if they're. Yeah. OK, <laughs> because the 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 premise is that. Um, they've got a contract with the city, but they can um, they can only break it if attendance drops to a certain level.
0: Right, right. Okay. I understood that. But I was on her side. Like, I wanted her to be allowed to move the team to Miami and, and live her best life. Um, and I think it would have been best for this team in the <laughs> long run. Um, also, I love that, like I love that she is the villain. Like I love her as a villain. I love her outfits. I love her her, her character. Um, even though I would I would like a little bit more dimension to her. I liked yeah. her very much. Although, and I like that it was a lady villain. Um, the misogyny that comes in, I think, you know, is unfortunate. <laughs> but
1: mm-hmm. I like yeah. the lady villain. And the misogyny isn't only her storyline or hers to no. bear many characters get that chance
0: they do they really that's the part they share so um uh there we get the <laughs> we get the putting the team together like bit at the beginning where they're like um Tom Beringer is that that man's name
1: yes it, it, there's it's it's Tom Berer Berenstein uh Beringer and then Corbin Burn Ber- uh Bernsen. I like Bernstein. Yes. But
0: as we all know, it's a Berenstain.
1: Yeah. Tom Berenger, Corbin Bernsen.
0: Yeah, they are so. But and Tom Berenger is playing in the Mexican League.
1: Yes. And
0: he's just like got chickens in his chickens and chicks (laughs) in his house, like chickens and like naked women, and um, like he's sort of washed up, so he's just like doing what he's got to do. Charlie Sheen is in jail. Hmm. Um. There's a co- the coach guy is like who talks like this.
1: Yeah. The the coach is what working at a a, a car factory or a, a auto something. Yeah. He's doing he's doing a blue collar job.
0: And they're like, do you want to coach Major League Baseball? Um, and he's like, I don't know. I got a guy on the other line about Whitewall tires. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm making him sound like Sling Blade.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but we meet the whole rest of the people who are coming out for the trial league. Uh, we've got the insurance uh, salesman yes. who is a booted guy. Dennis Haysbert. Yes. Oh, I adore him. Yes. I, I adore him so much. Uh, and Corbin Bernstein, who is um, Dorn, who seems like the only like good <laughs> professional real player here. Um, and then we've got Willie Mays Hayes, who is mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes.
1: Yeah, who's a total rookie, never played anywhere, sneaking into the tryouts.
0: Which I didn't know that. I didn't right. know that. And then yeah, when they he take wasn't this the bed yeah. out, and I was like, well, I had to rewind it twice. Like, and I was watching they... it with Rocket, my ten-year-old, and I was like, "Why is he outside now?"
1: Yeah, he <laughs> he he wasn't on the list. He's totally conned him his way into tryouts. He's never played anywhere.
0: But he's but he's fast,
1: right? So everyone in this movie—not to to skip—I think who do we have any characters left?
0: Uh, I mean, me. Oh, there's the older man who's been in the league for a long time. He's also a pitcher. Um, mm-hmm. he's the a other pitcher. And he is uh, but he's very religious and he's like gross, but he's religious.
1: Right. And he's a counterpoint to Dennis Haysbert's also very religious with a very kind of trumped up Hollywood version of voodoo.
0: So offensive. So, (laughs) So
1: basically everyone, you know, this is this is a underdogs who triumph over the naysayers. Um, which is typically something I'm I'm really into. Um, yeah, each of these characters has a weakness, you know. Um, uh, Tom Beringer is old, and yep. you know
0: he's got bad knees.
1: Bad knees. He, you know, it's you can't. It's a young man's game. Um, Charlie Sheen is a criminal. He's got bad sight. He's got an attitude, and he's got bad vision.
0: Yeah, you and know? he's got like super super STP and like oppositional defiance.
1: Yes. Um Wesley Snipes is is the rookie. He's green, he still has a lot to learn. Um
0: and he's and he's not good. Like he, he can run fast, but that's truly all he can do. Right.
1: Yeah. He he's he's not quite a a professional level baseball player. And um, he
0: uses his speed to like steal bases and stuff. So right. But I love that, like, even even again, here, she's giving these people a chance to get into the major friggin' leagues. <laughs> she is opening the doors. She's that giving
1: was... them a great opportunity. She is hoping that they destroy the team. She I is know, hoping... but, she, she's but she's not like still... giving anyone a chance except yes, other than to she fail. she is. She's... in
0: the league now. <laughs>
1: mm. They're
0: in the league now, and they're cutting their teeth. What a in this... great
1: gift she's given them.
0: I'm... Saying yes, Nathan. I I uh-huh. hear some sarcasm in she your voice. She has
1: hired a wrecking crew to destroy the team. Through she's she's looking at their weaknesses and saying, "This is what I want. I want their. I I am the naysayer. She yeah. is the naysayer.
0: Right, These but I'm on her triumph side.
1: Over the naysayer, she's the naysayer.
0: Disagree. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Uh oh and I love I just my I think my favorite character in spite of like the inappropriateness of like the voodoo was mm-hmm. um the um the insurance man who, who the voodoo yes. guy who's yes. like hats for bats keep he- keep bats warm I the bats need to be happy and I just mm-hmm. adored he-
1: him. He is, he is you know I feel like a lot of these characters they fit these a lot of these actors fit their characters like a glove. He, Dennis Haysbert is his hand is too big for this glove. Like it is, it you know it's like basically he's given a broad cartoony religion. Yeah, and yeah. he's way better. The actor is way better than than the role.
0: So much better.
1: Yeah, and his weakness is religion. Yeah, is a is well,
0: a, it's that he doesn't believe in himself. He believes that Joe Boo his like deity, right. it, it either gives or takes. The, the bat's talent. He doesn't like believe natural. that it lives inside of himself. Yeah. Um, and, you know. He just like... needed.
1: It, the magic was inside of him all along.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then there's the coach guy, right? So.
1: Yeah. The, um, and, and then in terms of, like, significant characters, um, we've, of course, got the amazing Bob Uecker mm-hmm. and Rene Russo, who appears like. Halfway through the movie,
0: for no goddamn reason <laughs> other than I guess they needed a some kind of B plot, but mm-hmm. I, we'll get we'll we'll talk about the love story in in a
1: the quote in quotations love story
0: right. Um, so Corbin Burnson is like he's the type of guy who's like he's in the league he's a free agent next year he clearly wants to be picked up by another team so he's not taking any risks yeah with his uh, he's he- pulled
1: from like a revenge of the nerds kind of thing to where it's like oh the country club like you know oh i can't like i just don't get his motivation for being in baseball
0: well he seems to want a career after baseball like he wants endorsements he wants to be the host mm. on espn he wants the cushy life right so so to bring it back to Ted Lasso, like as Roy Kent, uh, you know, ages out of baseball, he and he's just like, what do I do now? All I've ever been is a baseball player. And he goes to, like, be a, a TV host. That's what Corbin Burnson wants.
1: Right. I guess I guess, you know, he, Corbin Bernson started as a real baseball player and then got sidetracked as a by the wealth. of it, Right.
0: Right. Okay. So then we get the first of many sports montages where everybody is like trying but they're not doing right. great. Um, this is tryouts. And there's this thing that's happening here which is that Corbin Burnson begins this rivalry with Charlie Sheen because Corbin Burnson thinks that that it's the job of the older players who have been there before to make sure that the new players are tortured and hazed and like just put in their place which is such an 80s <laughs> you know it it really is such an outdated concept but it was like so and so toxic but it was so a part of it like oh you're new that means we have to like
1: haze you and, yeah. we
0: have to try and get you to leave so not only do your baseball skills have to be up to par but your tolerance of torture also has to be up to par. And then you'll be one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get to see the people of the city, which includes Neil Flynn, the janitor from Scrubs. <laughs> I love him.
1: Yes. In other things.
0: And he's like, these fucking guys. What uh-huh. the hell? So we meet all the people who will eventually, as we know, come to love this version of the Cleveland. In quotation Indians. marks. Yes. Uh, but right now they hate them. Um, uh-huh. they go out to dinner. like this the scene we see in the trailer is that like the uh, the opposite of Corbin Burns and Tom Berenger takes the two new really struggling guys, um Wesley Snipes and Charlie Sheen out to dinner. And Charlie Sheen, we have to talk a little bit about the physical manifestations of his character. <laughs> he has uh-huh. ridiculous hair. Uh-huh. Um he has a clip-on earring and apparently like just his rebellion is to not wear sleeves.
1: Yeah. He is the bad boy, you know, um, Tom Berenger is kind of the de facto leader on the, the field being the catcher. Um, apparently, uh, that's, um, that's a thing, I guess, um, and so, <laughs> and so he is taking them under his wings. He's got a different leadership style than Corbin Burnson, um, and I, I don't know. I I never. I mean, I've liked Tom Berenger in stuff before, but in in this, I just never quite felt the warmth that I wanted to feel from him. Yeah, the movie places him, you know, and I feel like he's not given enough screen time and interaction with the people on the field. And when we do see him on his own with Rene Russo, he always just feels kind of like a sweaty creep.
0: Yes, and he is a sweaty creep. So, so I, I'm totally on board with what you're saying. Like he just doesn't he doesn't do it for me, and I don't know anything else that he's in. It's like a lot of like Chuck y type roles that he does. Right? Am I wrong?
1: Well, no. Well, I'm sure he's done that, but he he's most famous for being in in the Oscar winning Platoon.
0: Oh um, shoot, Platoon. Wait. Is that the one that also Platoon, has Charlie? Platoon. Is that, the, is that the one that also has Charlie Sheen?
1: Ah, it has Willem Dafoe in it. Um, Wait,
0: Charlie Sheen is in one of those, right? Martin Sheen is in it, and so is Charlie Sheen. What am I thinking of?
1: You're thinking of Hot Shots. I am. I'm thinking of Hot Shots. Thank you, Nathan. Yes.
0: So one, I think that yeah. anyone anyone else who would have been like a more lovable rascal, like a like I'm thinking of a Kevin Costner Tin Cup type. Mm-hmm but maybe I'm only making the Rene Rousseau connection. (laughs) You know, somebody who is more of a, um, what they're trying to create with him. Can you think of anyone? We need Adam Reney on the case. Like who else Mm. would be, who could have maybe done that for us in a different way? Right. Tom Selleck. Oh my God. Tom Selleck. Fuck yes. This is a much better. I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. this is an Oscar winning movie now. Tom Selleck for sure. Okay. Anyway, um, so yes then we're at the restaurant he's, he's trying to cheer them up and be like hey you belong then he sees Renee Russo and like yes stalks her harasses her bothers her um, and she's like look why are you bothering me when we were together you cheated on me you were abusive to me like you know like you were not a good partner and I, I don't want to be with you and like we're supposed to root for them <laughs> i don't i don't root for them by the way Rene russo should completely have kicked him out of uh, continue to kick him out of his life um mm. then we meet the drunk announcer bob uecker he's who is so funny and charming yeah
1: bob uecker is the in my opinion the best part of the movie he's so good Agreed. you know they 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 hired him because of he did this series of like miller light commercials but he had actually been a baseball announcer for like 20 years before that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, he's so good. He's so dry too, you know, like his comic delivery is just pinpoint, you know, he's still like, if you just hear him, you know, it, 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 he, he's doing his job as a baseball announcer and it's, it, it, but just being able to watch him and his performance the way he delivers it is it's just he's just always knocking it out of the park.
0: Absolutely. And and hilariously like trying to make it sound like they're doing a good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, missed it mm-hmm. by a hair.
1: <laughs> oh, just a bit outside. And yeah. they're like
0: completely suck. Uh mm-hmm. so the the owner lady like keeps trying to make them worse and worse because they're not doing too bad like she keeps trying to make them worse and worse she takes away their plane um she gets them a terrible plane and there's a moment while they're on this very scary plane and the religious guy who's been like confronting um the voodoo guy all throughout is is reading a hustler magazine out in the open on the plane or for a penthouse, articles. or a penthouse, or or so he's reading a porn
1: mm-hmm. for the articles.
0: That's so offensive. Like that is so toxic and offensive, and I hate it. And he's Mister Let's play, pray to Jesus anyway. Um, we have to just move on from that because it's gross. Uh,
1: <laughs> there's
0: just more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. Like it was kind of repetitive. Did you feel like?
1: Yeah. Um, one of the the issues I have in this movie is that I, I, they set up so much, and I I don't feel like they come full circle with a lot of the characters. Agree. You know, I don't feel like that they deliver on some of these promises in terms of you know. I mean they they do to a degree but not in a satisfying way and certainly not in in sort of a way that's kind of towards the ending the main thrust becomes more about can they win right you know rather than all their kind of like their arcs kind of forming together being caused by each other we, we kind of we get sidetracked a bit with charlie sheen's character basically unknowingly has an affair with um, Corbin Burnson's wife, who basically spies him cheating. And then she decides to act out.
0: Yeah. And and when we first meet Corbin Burnson in their home, he has this big, beautiful mansion. He's in the solarium. He's taking in his wall street investments. And he basically says like, look, I'm not going to risk a shot to the moneymaker. maker." You know, for this losing team, which, again, it's not. It's not um, what the team wants, but it's a good move for him.
1: Yeah. You so know, his, he, he is selfish. And he what he needs to kind of come full circle with is doing something for the team.
0: But you know? I'm saying I'm on his side. Right. I'm, again, siding with the villain and not for the cheating. He shouldn't be cheating on his lovely wife who takes good care of him um which she shouldn't have to do but it's the 80s and she does and she is uh not not on board with him for cheating he deserves what he gets on that score but um for him to be like managing his boundaries and his self-care to be like i'm gonna i'm he's doing quiet quitting
1: mm-hmm.
0: am i right about what that is
1: i i am old i don't he's acting it, his right? wage
0: He's like he's like I'm gonna do my job, but I'm not going above and beyond because mm. I want to go somewhere else.
1: Well, he year. yeah, he's trying to to land safely without any injury, so he can, um, you know, uh, parlay this into, uh, you know, endorsements and TV appearances.
0: Yeah. Um. And, and again, uh, good for him. So. Uh, but he's supposed to be the bad guy, right? He's not part of the team. Uh, he's
1: the antagonist. He's supposed yeah. to be the 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 guy who we want to kind of come around. You yeah. know, the owner. She is the bad guy who we want to get her just desserts. You know, she's in more way the bad guy than the opposing team, who we really only know by one character, like this this the, large
0: the New York Yankees. This yeah. large
1: dude. With a handlebar mustache, we only know that team through that one dude.
0: Exactly, um, and he never really like it, Corbin Burns. Doesn't even really get his like redemption arc because, like, apparently he's had some sort of personal epiphany where he like well puts aside so- his hate for uh, Charlie Sheen sleeping with his wife in order for them to win the game.
1: Right. So his like, his like, his like full circle moment of like putting. It's like, is he gonna find out about his wife? Is he going to take it out on Charlie Sheen, who honestly didn't know it was his wife? You know, um mm-hmm. honestly
0: it, did not know, yeah, he wife. honestly
1: did not know and and so there's this dramatic moment at the end where Corbin Burnson kind of walks up to play and says you know, go get them or, or, you know, they're effective. You know, it's like there's only one important thing to know is go fuck them up, you know, or something like that. It's like, yeah, is that really like the best version of of his kind of redemption or his arc? It's like it 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 sort of like, you know, diverted it, our expectations. But what um, it
0: seems to say is that the game, the only thing that the game is more important than to him is his marriage
1: well it, it it was that it's more important that his that his teammate succeeds than for him to enact his anger which he right. was because he did let let us and him know at the end that he knew
0: right. okay and,
1: and the All thing right. is is that it it's totally unless we knew about like it's to- totally unmotivated for like the shortstop or like third base, I forget his position to kind of like stop the game or to come up and to kind of give him kind of a lame <laughs> pep talk. Yeah. You know, and that's supposed to flip things around for him. It just, it just did not work for me. You know? And
0: he has like, you know, a little bit of, of like a crisis of a recurring crisis of confidence where he's like, you know, doing his best, but he's getting up these runs. It's like, it's a reveal in the movie that he has poor vision. Right. And that's why he is inaccurate. Yeah, he,
1: yeah, he's he's got a lot of power, but it's just going all over the place.
0: So the coach man learns of the scheme and he tells the team of the scheme and they take a it's in the trailer, so they take a cardboard cutout of the owner and they're gonna like uh-huh take her clothes off every time they win a game, which is, which to me was the worst, but like, the right. worst so part apparently of the she
1: used to be a, sh- so, uh, so show apparently girl. she used to be a showgirl. So I think that's where the, the cutout of her came from.
0: Yes, but it's, it, there's a hidden, not, and it's not even that hidden, but there's an underlying violence against her because she's a woman and not because of what she's doing to them as a team. Mm-hmm. That's sort of represented by that, which is like just another example, as we see so often, of the '80s being like, "Eh, fuck, fuck women, they're gross. Let's, they're objects. Let's, you know, be horrible to them." And I just, <laughs> ugh.
1: yeah, I remember being a young man and uh, enjoying that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, okay uh, I do love every time that Charlie Sheen comes out and they play the wild thing apparently um, this inspired IRL baseball players to like come up with their walking to the mat like the- their own kind of in. like
1: wrestler uh, opening music theme yeah which yeah. like
0: what an excellent cool. contribution to the world mm-hmm yeah so w- another fun thing that happened towards the end of this movie I was watching with my 10 or right excuse me 10 He's 12 um, and he he kept guessing what would happen next. So he, he would just be like, oh, this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. And then the next and he'd be like, oh, this is a like he was just guessing what would happen to each player because it is that predictable. A 12 year old from the year 2022 <laughs> can predict the end of this movie. Um, but we do get to see all of the people of Cleveland sort of rallying behind um the team and neil flynn hugs a punk rock person in a bar and like and renee russo's like i guess i dumped right. my fiance. <laughs> uh-huh and that's it and like the, um but so i i so there is a major league too and tom berenger is in it because he keeps talking about how he just wants like one more season one more taste one more bite at the apple mm-hmm. you know um because his knees, he truly should not be doing what he's doing to his knee. <laughs> uh, and that's and that's Major League. That's what it mm-hmm. is. Did you like it? Did it hold up? Should we redo it? You know, we already talked about a recast. Absolutely, Tom Selleck. But I really like Charlie Sheen in this. Like, I mm-hmm. do find him as a performer, not a person, but as a prefer- performer, likable and a good actor.
1: Yeah, I thought a lot of the cast were pretty great, you know, in terms of their roles. I I guess where I was, um, and it's got a lot of really solid moments. Like, you can make a really good trailer out of this, out of all the good moments. I just felt, personally, that there was just not enough satisfying payoffs for a lot of the things they set up. They weren't even, like, strong setups, you know. It's kind of like the characters are hanging out. It's not like the characters need to radically transform. It's kind of like this is a hangout movie to where the the payoff is not huge, you know, or clever. Their their opposition, you know, like the New York, they're they you know is is not particularly too unique, right? You know, um, there's not. I didn't feel like a lot of the characters had like satisfying endings to their their situation. You know, it doesn't even need to be like big or clever. It's just kind of like I don't even remember the moment that Dennis Haysbert trusted in himself. You know, yeah, it was it was forgettable. Um, I don't rem (laughs) I don't remember the moment that Rene Russo came around and and picked him. As her man, you know, like, you know, it it, I guess, you know, I do really enjoy underdogs who triumph over the naysayer kind of movies. But I felt like this was just kind of like a medium temperature, medium to low temperature version of that. Yeah.
0: And there are better versions of it. And like if if there had been And,
1: and fully acknowledging that there's a lot of great moments and one liners in this.
0: Yeah, but it, if it had been more ridiculous and more like sort of, uh, you know, airplaney, I think it it, it might have been better, right? Because it's like this is a comedy; it's not Field of Dreams,
1: right? I wouldn't have gone airplane, but um, but yeah, for sure. Like you could have gone bigger to a certain degree. I kind of liked some of the degree of realism that they had. In the movie, that like you know, it's like so seeing, seeing this and not remembering it super well, I was surprised actually that it wasn't like raunchier, like yeah, uh
0: huh, yeah. And and yeah. I,
1: it, and I actually appreciated that, me too, you know, because because what I want to do is I want to connect with these characters and these dudes, mm-hmm. you know, um, I want to. Root for uh, I, them. yeah, I want to root for them. i want I want to kind of root for these underdogs and for the moment to feel earned
0: yeah, I, uh, so what do you so what do you rate it on a scale of one hat for bat <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: or one um I, we didn't even talk about anything specific on one uh walk out to the mound pitcher song to ten <laughs> walk out to the mound pitcher <laughs> song?
1: I think I'm gonna have to give it a five, you know okay. i it's just it just I wish it was a little more fun.
0: I agree. I, I we're giving it the same score. It's a five. It's just a middle of the road. We don't need it.
1: Mm-hmm. But if it's
0: on TV and you just leave it on, it's fine. Like it's you'll one get of
1: those, a, it's, Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like you, you, you kind of walk in and you see a few moments. It's like, oh yeah, this is fun, and then you walk out. Yeah, you know.
0: Because I love a ragtag sport. The, the thing I love most about sports is movies about sports. And I love a team that's <laughs> trying hard and, and just doesn't, and they have quirks and they have lovable this. And uh, this guy, oh, people don't know that his weakness is really his superpower and all of this stuff. Like, I'm in it for that. But this mm-hmm. doesn't, it just did, for me, this time viewing, it didn't do it for me. So I give it a five.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and what is your. Let's just say neither of us can recommend Ted Lasso, but we should. Right. Uh huh. So yeah, which
1: is the 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 pinnacle of I think the under the sports underdog move uh, stories at this point.
0: But it does. It is worth mentioning that everything that this movie does that is cringy and makes my teeth hurt, Ted Lasso takes those tropes and turns them away. Right. So mm-hmm. it's only it's only maybe like three or four episodes in that she gives up on her plan to tank the team and and realizes that maybe she has done something special uh mm-hmm. you know by bringing Ted in and like you know that Ted is doing what I am saying I wanted this team to do which is to be like <laughs> hey you know your weaknesses are your strengths like Roy Kent is a little old but you know we're going to give him a shot until you know until he feels like he's gotten what he needs from the game like you know Jamie Tart is an asshole but we're gonna maybe try and teach him to be part of a team it does all the things in a wholesome way uh that major league does in a toxic way does that make sense Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it is the best obvious not deep cut recommendation it's the best recommendation if you want a, a better major league is ted lasso but what is a deep cut recommendation
1: uh for me um so oh, okay this might be controversial I I know more people love Ooh. major baseball major baseball than than this movie but so this is a Tom Selleck baseball movie Yay! which is Mr Baseball so <laughs> I have a penchant for this movie um <laughs> which other people may not agree with but they're wrong um mm-hmm. so so the the whole idea of Mr. Baseball is that Tom Selick is a baseball player who gets traded to a Japanese team. Right. Um so he gets sent to to Japan. Um and he is the big he is the big loud American like offensive American player uh-huh. in Japan. So many of the the stuff that we saw in Major League Baseball cultural insensitivity, he is that. Mm -hmm. But it is just him. The people around him don't embody those things. Like, the Japanese players and people around him actually get to have dignity and push back, and his arc is that he becomes more sensitive about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then they also yeah. are a little less stiff, so they, the you you do get much more of an arc and a tra- you know and a transformation for everyone involved without mm-hmm. it being too exaggerated, you know. And yeah. it's also just like a fun, um, you know, it's like this was one of those movies that was kind of fun to to see Japan and to see it from an outsider's point of view, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, and you also recommended that movie when we did Runaway. <laughs> <laughs> I love recommending the same thing
1: because you, had, you guys, oh, and this also has Dennis Haysbert in it again, Yay! as oh. a yeah, and he gets a lot more to chew on. Like, I he, love him. you know, like he is, it's like he, he is Frank, it's like you know, being he is a black man in Japan, uh-huh. and so everyone in Japan calls him Hammer because of M- MC Hammer. Oh you know? no! Oh no! Yeah, and he gets a a lot more to chew on, at least uh, as as being kind of like a a person in this movie than um than he, it it like baseball.
0: He plays a character in Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is in my top three favorite TV shows of all time. That mm-hmm. is just it it lights up my life. He's so wonderful. But so for my deep cut recommendation, I went another way, which is that like Corman Burnson is a main main character in this and I just kept thinking every time I looked at him I was like okay so this is him as a young man like this is like Corbin Bernson in his prime hmm. but he is so much more appealing both um just in an objectification uh, purely uh, physical way but also as in a character in Psych where he plays hmm. Sean's dad so I'm going to recommend Psych because I really like <laughs> Corbin Burnson's character in it. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was watching Major League, I was like, I wish I was watching Psych. Um, and so if you've never seen Psych, do yourself a favor and uh, watch it. It's about a um, it's one of those like USA uh characters welcome uh mm, like we're monk. gonna solve yeah. like exactly like monk like we're gonna solve a cozy mystery with that, like very like middle of the road stakes uh but it's about two best friends one of them pretends to be a psychic for some reason to hide his like powers of extreme observation and his best friend gus and they solve mysteries together in santa barbara there's nothing not to love about it, as far as I know, <laughs> um, and it's great. So that's my deep cut recommendation. Cool. Um, anything uh, new to tell people about, or should they just go? Why don't you tell them to like and uh, love us?
1: Okay. So remember, guys, uh, if you help rate and review us, it's not about our sensitive feelings. It helps uh, other people discover the show. So if you rate and review the show on on the, uh, the iTunes, I know it's probably called Podcast Now or whatever uh, internet podcast service you use. Uh, there's a reason why Chrissy does this. <laughs> um, then it helps us out. It helps out the podcast uh, and we appreciate it.
0: We do, um, and also it helps our sensitive feelings. Like we're that's true. Do. You know what it
1: does because we are sensitive.
0: We're artist types. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> uh, but find Nathan on Squishy Studios and watch all his shows. They're all worth absolutely worth watching. Um, and then just like put a pin in the back of your mind that someday when he asks for money, you'll be like, Yay, here's <laughs> money, uh, to make art. And uh, if you're in the downtown Mesa area, you can see me IRL at the neighborhood comedy theater. Uh, or you can follow me at most excellent Chrissy, and please follow the podcast at most excellent pod. Um, we we appreciate you. Thank you for being here with us all the way to the end, and uh, because of that, you have earned the right to be excellent to each other. And party
1: on, on dudes? dudes!
0: I don't think we've ever nailed the party on, dudes, quite as much as we nailed it just then. <laughs> Did we? I think so.
1: So we didn't even talk even a little bit about
0: Wesley Stipes, which like
1: and he's really good in this. Like, it's so
0: it is
1: like, you know, it's like it's so great to see him as the young guy, you know, as the 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 wet behind his ears, you know, rookie, uh, which I think he does a great job with.
0: He does. And he's so charming and he's so cute and likable <laughs> he is just likable um and so a fun fact that i did learn was that he was so bad at baseball like he was mm-hmm. so bad at doing anything except the running and the stealing of bases. that um they they didn't show any shots of him to, like catching throwing <laughs> the ball because he looked ridiculous um but i love this this like sort of through story of him being so brave and bold and that he is going to steal bases, and he—that's his thing. He's going to steal bases, and I just—I mm-hmm. love that about him. And so that's what I mean, Nathan, about her giving him this chance because no other team would have given him <sighs> the chance. And it turns out he's good. He just needs someone to believe in him.
1: I think you've turned me around. Yay! Mm.
0: Yay! Which makes me think that a better deep cut recommendation might be um, Blade. Mm,
1: no, <laughs> I what mean what it's a better mean? movie.
0: I love Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Blade, me too. Me too. Blade Trinity with Ryan Reynolds is a no. pleasure. Yes, it is. A a right. pleasure.
1: Yeah, now Blade Trinity—that's the one where he let his stuntman do all the shots except for close-ups because oh, he, right? he was getting blazed in his Winnie.
0: Oh, but I love Ryan Reynolds in that one.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: And isn't it Natasha Leone? Oh, uh, sure. Okay, okay, all right. I'll stick with what I've got then. Um. So fun. What else? What else do we not say that we need to say?
1: Mm. I think that's it.
0: Okay. Very well then. <laughs> continue, <laughs> continue with your partying on. <laughs> Very good. And
1: party on, dudes.